Welcome to this podcast about environmental justice. I had the opportunity to record these podcasts last year with Vincent. We never published them until now, but it seems that the topics of climate change and environmental justice is on fire more than ever. A good starting point is the definition of environmental justice offered by Robert Bullard, who put it this way to The Guardian, quote, It's the principle that all people are entitled to equal environmental protection, regardless of race, color or national origin. It's the right to live, work and play in a clean environment, end quote. Our world is segregated and so is the pollution and the risk to suffer from the consequences of global warming. A large part of the burden when it comes to devastating climate impacts lies on the shoulders of already vulnerable people in this world. Race and economic status correlates with pollution of our ecosystems, the exploitation of natural resources, elevated environmental health threats, unequal protection through oppression, and many others. This environmental, social, and economic disparity uh, needs to be addressed while looking for solutions to mitigate and adapt to the climate crisis. We cannot create a, a green and a sustainable economy without looking at the social injustice and environmental racism that takes place every day in the world. For many decades, research has proven that people of color, low-income communities and ethnic minorities suffer the effects of environmental contamination more than other communities. Let's have a look at the example here in Guatemala, a troubled nickel mine located near the town of El Estor. The mine was born into violence as a Indigenous people living on the site were just removed to make place and room for the mine and the town. They were not being consulted, but numerous murders, assaults and other human rights violations have occurred as a result of the conflict between local indigenous people who have historically lived in the area and the different mine owners, which is currently Solway Investment Group. And this is just one of many examples of environmental racism because it is a systemic problem. Another example is Lake Atitlan in Guatemala, where the water is highly polluted by sewage and agrochemicals, among others. Although municipalities, in theory, have the legal responsibility to protect the lake and, uh, and its water, there is little action to resolve the water and soil contamination, and there is also no interest in investing in the environment. This systemic failure to tackle such rampant contamination reflects the historical racism against indigenous communities. The access to unclean drinking water, infertile soil and polluted air affects thousands of people whose livelihood directly depend on the lake and the soil surrounded. And nothing has been done about this environmental racism. Racism is unstoppably linked to climate change because it dictates who benefits from activities that produce the greenhouse gases that warm the planet and who suffer the most from the consequences. So the inequality is the high, that high-income countries are the drivers for the climate crisis and people in the low-income countries have to pay the bill. That is not the world I want to live in and that is not the contract I signed. So in this podcast, we will explore the climate vulnerability of uh, developing countries such as Guatemala, where I currently live and work, the causes and consequences of climate change, 
uh, on different uh, communities, as well as some strategies to tackle the global climate crisis. I would like to thank Vincent for the opportunity to make such a podcast. It was a lot of fun for me and uh, for all the listeners. I hope you are enjoying it. Thanks.